T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bill's a human being. I'm sure at this point in his career, he feels as though there isn't anything I haven't seen. Regardless of what everyone else is telling me, I can figure it out on my own. And maybe this year was a little bit of like almost like, I don't want to say a wake-up call, but it maybe caused him to sit back and go, okay, look, I messed this one up. I'll fix this. I don't think it's a, it's, it should be a cause for anyone to start knocking at the foundation of what this guy has achieved in the league. Because I can, I can tell you this, he's been doing this a long time, man, a long time. And I know what he taught me. I know what Nick Saban taught me. I know what those two taught me together. And it still holds true in today's game. Lewis Riddick at the Super Bowl with Phil Perry. And it's hour number two. Jones and Mega with Arcan. It's brought to you by Arbella Insurance, here for good. When it comes to that clip, there two things jump out to me. Bill Belichick is a man. Well, first of all, he's a human being, which I have questions. I, I, I was never totally sure, but he is a human being. Uh, but secondarily, he has been at it a long time. Some would argue too long, Lou. And secondarily, or I guess this is my uh, my third point, uh, Lou, tertiary, how we doing? tertiary point. Yeah, that's the uh, Lou Riddick is what I meant. Um, yeah, Lou, we'll do what's best for the football team. I hope it is a wake-up call for Billy. He's like, well, I don't want to call it a wake-up call. It better be a wake-up call. If last year wasn't a wake-up call to Bill... And if the last three years haven't been a wake-up call to Bill, then he's never getting woken up. Then he's just perma in a coma, a football coma, for the rest of however long he's going to be the coach of the Patriots. If that doesn't wake him up, nothing's waking him up. Yeah, and look, he he just doesn't want to sit there and be the person that's like, hey, wake-up call to Bill Belichick because then he's going to get dragged. And I understand because he is the most accomplished coach. I know you don't think he's the best coach in NFL history, but you'd say he's the most accomplished. He is definitely the most accomplished for sure. So nobody wants to sit there and say, hey, the most accomplished coach in NFL history needs a wake up call. Although, if you look at what happened over the last season and the very rapid changes that they made in the offseason with the coaching staff, it seems like he has admitted his mistakes that he made through the season. So, yeah. I mean, it's not really necessary at this point. Like, to me, you can keep hammering the mistakes over and over again, which we will do. We will do until the next, until uh, OTAs and minicamp starts. But at the same time, I think acknowledging, it's important to acknowledge that Bill did make the adjustments quickly that I think everybody was begging for. Well, just before we move on, do you think it was Bill's call? Yeah. You don't I think do. it was. You don't think it was Robert. I don't think it came in a, a once that, again. Robert's got that sneaky right. breakfast where he's taking credit for something, <laughs> right, and maybe I it told was that. You at the time, I think that's more about narratives. Like that's more about getting the public on your side, the media on your side. I told Bill he has to do this. 
Right. That's, that's a narrative. Just, I'd know, get the public on his side. We're all working in a collaborative environment now. I mean, that's how they approach everything when they're trying to say that they're, uh, I wouldn't even say like interceding on Bill's power, but they, anytime they're nudging a little bit, it becomes a collaborative approach. It's a collaborative approach in the draft. It's a collaborative approach in the offseason with retooling what didn't work. I mean, that's what we always hear when they decide yeah. like, hey, when we gave Bill all the chips last year, it didn't work out so hot and now we're taking a couple back but i mean i think bill is still the person who went through all the interviews and made the hire of bill o'brien and adrian clem i mean i would agree with that i would agree with that the mayo thing might have been more craft uh you know bill o'brien craft's got a relationship there i don't know so maybe bill's making the recommendation but, but... here's the thing really quick with the mayo thing sorry just because i'm interested in that um yeah i think the crafts are behind wanting mayo here and I don't think, though, in the same way that 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 he and Bill were necessarily at odds about that. I don't think this is even as comparable to the Josh McDaniel situation a couple years ago that people like to hold it up apples and apples. If Bill likes Mayo so much, how come he hasn't named him coordinator? You know why. Because Stevie. Okay, well then, do I think Bill is happy with Mayo getting elevated and ownership doing it, or does he want Stevie elevated? I don't think it's like that. I think it's just, okay, there's no titles on that side of the ball because my kid's on that side of the ball, and that's awkward. But in terms of Gerard Mayo, I think that's somebody that Bill is happy to have at his side because he likes Mayo. He begged Mayo to come out of the business world to coach with him. Like, he brought Mayo in. He loves Mayo. So I think if this had been someone from the outside or someone else on staff that he didn't consider worthy of being in his inner circle, that he would have been at odds with Kraft about that. But since it's Gerard Mayo, he's sitting there going, hell yeah, whatever. Let's elevate Gerard. I mean, I'll I want show you to be by my side. I'm going to open my world to <laughs> Not you. now, Reese. please. I, I don't. I don't necessarily believe that, but I'm I'm not saying I'm right. I just I don't believe that. It's it just happens to be someone who is Bill, in step with what the crafts want too. I'm not saying Bill that loves a threat to his job security and his kids' job security. I don't think it is. I don't think Gerard Mayo is. Gerard Mayo might be the ultimate succession plan, but I think that plan again that's a threat. That's would be a, threat. a collaborative approach. Maybe that's a threat. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's hour number two. Jones and Mego with Arcan. Don't forget, you can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Save W-E-E-I as a favorite and listen wherever you go. So here's the ground we've covered to this point. And I do want to get into how much ground the Patriots have to, well, make up in the AFCE specifically and really the rest of the conference because they're light years away and the gap might be getting larger depending on where Aaron Rodgers goes, depending on where Derek Carr goes. We've covered the Bruins to this point, right? Is there a goalie controversy? Would you move one of the goaltenders? Probably Swayman. But would you move one of the goaltenders to beef up this team? I guess that's something Wiggy's been talking about. And Mike Milbury did not discuss with Greg Hill earlier this week. On top of that, at least it would shut up the Tuka Rass people if they win a cup with one of these two. So I'm rooting for that. We also touched on Jalen Brown, his relationship with the team. Oh, no. Followed up some thoughts on Joe Missoula removing the interim tag. Uh, so you guys can weigh in on all of that at 617-779-7937. Let's go to David in New Hampshire because he's been waiting patiently, and then we can get back to some of our Patriots stuff. Go ahead, David. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, great show. Uh, it is. I just had a quick story for you kids on the eighty-nine, ninety Bruins. Uh, they had traded for. Okay, so I'm already, uh, I'm already regretting, I'm already regretting doing this. Oh, uh, we'll get back to your phone call six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. How much ground do the Patriots have to make up? As much 
or less than the 8990 Bruins. I wanted to hear that story. That's that's what I want to know. Do they have to make up that much ground or is it more than the 8990 Bruins? No, and here's why I asked the question about the Patriots and the ground they have to make up. We're not giving that any time. Here's here's why we here's why I asked the question. Because Derek Carr is visiting the Jets now, right? Is that the latest report? He's going to visit the, the Jets report. this weekend. Yes. Okay, it is this weekend. I was just going to ask when God, that's happening. Derek Carr well, look, is going to the Jets. Here's what. Here's part of what I wanted to ask. I was I was going to get to this, but let's ask it now before we get to uh, the Aaron Rodgers piece to it. If the Jets get Derek Carr, are they better than the Patriots? Yes. Arcan. Yeah. Thank you. We all agree. It is scary. Thank you. If the Jets get Derek Carr, they're better than the Patriots, which kind of proves my point. Better on paper. Yeah, well, fine. I mean, obviously, are they actually going to be better? Oh, sorry, Arcan. I didn't know that you were in the practice facility right <laughs> now am. with their illegal practices. That Every single running. time. Yeah, I didn't know you were the. Yes, ad- on paper, they're better. I didn't course. know you were the Adam Taylor of the Jets. Uh, so <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to the um, uh, the Aaron Rodgers piece to it, if Rodgers go- so if Derek Carr makes the Jets better, then Aaron Rodgers makes them better. Duh. What if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Dolphins? Now, I had not considered this. Colin Cowherd talked about this on his show the other day he thinks the Dolphins are a sleeper for Aaron Rodgers and that Aaron Rodgers would want to go there makes sense it's Miami it's uh, a quarterback whisperer in Mike McDaniel here's Cowherd's take on why the Dolphins could move on from Tua who's been hurt who knows at what level he can play at who knows how much he can play and if Aaron Rodgers could go to Miami I don't understand what what people don't see about Miami the Jets don't have a quarterback New England offensively is tone deaf and Buffalo's regressing. I don't understand why all these quarterbacks out here, Garoppolo, Carr, Aaron, this is so attractive. Brock Purdy with this offense got to the NFC Championship. Tua led the league in passer rating with this offense. It is not quarterback dependent, totally quarterback friendly, and it's just we're all forgetting about Miami. Okay, he thinks Miami is a sleeper for... Aaron Rodgers. Let's play the game. Carr's on the Jets. Rodgers is on the Dolphins. Josh Allen is on the Bills. Where do the Patriots stack up? Bottom. Okay. Let's play the game. It's Tua on the Dolphins. Where do the Patriots stack up? With Carr on the Jets? Sure. Yes. I- I'm sorry. Assuming the Jets get okay. either Rodgers or Carr. I'm just making Carr. sure this is Tua, Carr, and Allen. I think you're still on the bottom. Okay. Well, guess what? The odds makers out there agree. The Patriots are fourth in the division right now. Super Bowl odds. I've been reading this in some of the bet MGM spots. Buffalo is plus 900, 9 to 1, to win a Super Bowl. Jets are 25 to 1. Miami's 30 to 1. Patriots are 55 0 to 1. In the AFC, they are tied for 12th with Pittsburgh, 50 to 1. Put another way, there's only three teams with longer odds in the AFC. And let me know what these teams have in common Tennessee, 66 to 1. Indy, 150 to 1, Houston, 300 to 1. What do those teams have in common? Quarterback purgatory. They do not have a quarterback. So the rest of the division either has the quarterback, Buffalo, or is potentially trying to get the quarterback, definitely the Jets, maybe Miami, who already has a better quarterback than you, but may still be trying to improve, which I think is a bit of an interesting tale. That's an interesting story if the Dolphins are looking to upgrade on Tua, who's better than your quarterback. You've never beat Tua. The Patriots have not beat Tua. There's only three teams with longer odds to win a Super Bowl. The rest of the division either has a MVP candidate at quarterback Buffalo, or they're trying to improve at quarterback the Jets and Dolphins. Why are the Patriots standing pat? And can you close that gap if you don't? Like that's That's been my big fear all along. Can you close the gap if you don't? 
Even so, if you get your offensive coordinator and upgrade the talent, how are you catching Buffalo? I don't even know that you're catching the Jets in Miami, but how are you ever going to catch Buffalo? I think you can catch the Jets in Miami. That's much more attainable, especially with so much in flux with both of those teams. And again, we're just talking about on paper. For me, the scarier stuff is the infrastructure kind of stuff around your team, for lack of a more elegant way of saying it. When you're looking at what you're going to have to do with an offense that was completely broken, completely disorganized this year, you're bringing in a new offensive line coach who hasn't coached in the NFL at this level and had an offense, has an offensive line with Trent Brown, who seemed uninterested in playing last year, other guys who are out of position and underperforming. And then you just look at what offense is Bill O'Brien going to bring in? Like, I know we want to talk about the talent and the coaching and everything, But now we talk about Mac Jones is going to be potentially in his third offense. What about all the other guys on the offense? It's not like they've had a a huge amount of success with getting Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, guys like this back and involved. Is it just going to be going back to the, quote, year one? And I'm thinking about Mac Jones here. Year one offense, more of a Josh McDaniel-style offense. Are you going to stick with some of the concepts that you tried to run last year? Are you throwing that all out the window? Or are you introducing a new third offense? Because we talk about the the effect that that has on Mac Jones, but it's going to affect the rest of your offense too. So it's not just about the lack of elite talent to me that you have on your roster. It's also about this like big picture disorganization where you seem really far behind to make up for in this offseason. I think that's true, but I also think if it works, it works right away, and you know. It didn't work right away last time. You know what I mean? Like, if you if you hit the ground running, the Dolphins hit the ground running, and their offense was good the whole year. It was a new system. It was a new coach. It was a new uh, wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like, they had all these new things, and if you know what you're doing and you run it properly and you have a quarterback and an offense who buys into it, then you can be good right away. Like, I don't think that, that the fact that it's new precludes them from being good. I just wonder if they're talented enough, you know? Like, I wonder if they have the players that can execute at that high of a level right now. I'm not sure that they do. So, put another way, the rest of the uh, division, again, they're better at quarterback, and they're looking to get better. I think it's very instructive that Miami, and, you know, Cowherd based that whole take on something that Jeremy Fowler wrote earlier in the week, that the Dolphins are not married to Tua, and they could move on from Tua, and he thinks the Dolphins are a sleeper for Aaron Rodgers, and if it's not them, it's the Jets. The rest of the division is looking to get better at quarterback. Maybe even the Dolphins, who already are better at quarterback. Why are the Patriots sitting this out? Should they sit it out? Rodgers is there, potentially. You could go trade for him. Derek Carr is definitely there, as I've made very clear, Mm. all week long, and we do not need to go back down that road, but I will. There are quarterbacks for the taking. Why are the Patriots sitting idly? Should they sit idly? Do you agree with that approach? Again, 617-779-7937. We'll get to all your Patriots phone calls coming up. We'll start to mix in a few thoughts on the Red Sox as well. Can they win without superstars? And more importantly, is it important to you that they win without superstars? Or do they need, you know, some big names, some guys you want to see play day in and day out? We'll get to that after Trending with Christian Arcan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. How can ownership not understand just how far this team has fallen? Yeah, I mean, I would say just look at the course they've charted, you know, over the last couple of years under Bloom, where it's letting players go, not bringing anyone in. There doesn't seem to be any urgency on the part of Red Sox ownership to give us a team that we care about. And even two years ago, when they make the ALCS, that team was not built to last. And it's just like this team. This team, maybe this team, Trenny, will make the ALCS and they'll shock us. And guess what? There's going to be a bunch of new guys next year, and we're going to start this cycle all over again. So they're not building a team that people can grow attached to, and they don't see the problem that that creates. I think that's the key point from John Tomasi last night on Early Edition. NBC Sports Boston, and it's Jones and Mego with Arkin here on WEEI. We got your phone call, 617-779-7937. We've been discussing the Patriots upgrading at quarterback in addition to our Bruins and Celtics conversation from earlier in the show. Uh, if you missed any portion of the show, by the way, you can have it delivered to your phone daily. Subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arkin, our podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. And you can go back and hear some of that Celtics and Bruins talk. You know, goalie controversy. Would you trade Swayman? Uh, me hating on Tuka Rask. Missoula getting the interim tag removed. Jalen's relationship with the team. All that good stuff is there on the Odyssey app. But I think Tamazi hits on the key point there. Because when people call the Red Sox Tampa Bay North or whatever we've been calling them, you know, the, the Devil Sox, whatever people have been calling them, I think that's really more it. Like, I'm annoyed, annoyed, that the Red Sox haven't been spending at past levels. That does bother me about John Henry and Tom Warner and Sam Kennedy. And, you know, that's what bothers me. And I know it's Henry's money. But that bothers me. They don't spend at past levels. I don't want you fifth in baseball. I don't accept fifth in baseball. If the Yankees are ahead of you, fine. If the Dodgers are ahead of you, okay, maybe fine but you should be spending neck and neck with them and you're not. And that pisses me off and that bothers me. And I think it's a mistake, but is that really how the Red Sox have turned into the Rays? It's really more what Tamazi's talking about there where the roster turns over every year and you don't really get to know any of the players, the names, the faces, how they play. And that's not a reason to tune in in Tampa Bay. They have to do it. They have the worst stadium in sports, 
They have an apathetic market, and they have a small payroll. So they have to do it. The Rays have to do it. The Red Sox don't have to do that. They don't have to turn over their roster and move on from Mookie Betts and move on from Xander Bogarts. I know they're keeping Rafael Devers, but you don't have to do that if you're the Red Sox. And so Rays fans go, well, I'm going to watch the, the 10 of them. You know, the 10 80-year-olds who watch the Rays down in St. Pete, they go, oh, yeah, well, I'm turning on the Rays game tonight because I want to watch the Rays, and I don't care who plays on the team. People in Boston, I think, care about who's on the team. And I want to take your phone calls on this to illustrate the point, but do you think that's the real issue with the Red Sox? It's not even they're not spending at past levels. It's not even that they've by itself let some superstars go. It's that the roster is so different from 2021. Never mind 2018. It's just there's nobody hardly still here from that World Series team five years ago. And there's not even that many people from the ALCS two years ago. The roster has been churned out to the point where you look at the team and go, who's even on this team? And why do I care? I think that's really the bigger issue, even than just independently letting a star or two go. I agree with this so much. I really think it's about the people, the players who have left town. Actually a good point, Tomasi. No, it's a really good point. And we say 2018, it's not that long ago. It really isn't. And you were lucky to have that roster after Poppy's gone. You know, after Ortiz is gone, there's this fear of like, you know, this isn't the Manny Ortiz era anymore. This isn't the old Pedro Martinez teams anymore. Who are your personalities? And then you have these young, dynamic personalities who you win with. And I think there was a lot of patience from the fan base who were sad to see Mookie go. But there was some conflicting messaging about did he really want to be here? Maybe if that's what he wanted, good for him. He got us a World Series And there was that. And then there was the pandemic. And a lot of fans made, they excused the 2020 season saying, weird season of baseball, Uh, Alex Cora suspended, this and that. We still won in 2018. And then you start getting into an area where you've you've got new president of baseball operations, and he's not spending, and he's from Tampa Bay. And finally you get to the point where Xander Bogarts is gone after that man tells you that he Heim Bloom is the highest number one priority. Keeping <laughs> keeping what's left of that core from tw- the 2018 World Series, that that is the number one priority. And then he leaves. And goes to the West Coast just like Mookie. And, and I honestly, honestly, what percentage of the Red Sox roster right now, if they were walking down the street, one of them, do you think that most Boston sports fans could recognize. Boston sports fans? Boston sports fans. Percentage? 5%. And I understand I don't there's, know, like, there's like always going to be people who root for the laundry. 10%. Three out, I, three out, I am yeah. bad at math. Three out of 25? I, I, I don't know. I don't say this in a derogatory way. There's always going to be people who root for the team because they're from here. They're generational fans. And it's something they inherit and they love. And that's a beautiful thing about sports. There's always going to be people who go to Fenway Park. It's a museum of baseball. It's an attraction one of the things you do in Boston. Everybody loves going to the baseball games. Great. That's always going to be there. But for people to actually care about the team season in and season out in a sport that is struggling among the other major sports, this is a real problem. Yeah. If you can't if you can't recognize more than two or three players when they're walking down the street in one of the biggest baseball markets in the world, 
That's a problem. Well, and on top on top of it, they they not only say Bogarts is their main priority and let him go, they gave away his number. They already gave away that guy's number, which do I really care about? No, I don't really care about it, I guess. But it's just, again, they're just so bad at the PR game. They're so bad at the PR game. Ryan, what did you just tell me in my ear? There's more Dodgers in 2018? Could, I'm counting right now, but if I have this right, there are more 2018 Dodgers on this roster right now. <laughs> World Series Dodgers than there are 2018 Red Sox. I have it 3-2 to two right now. Kenley Jansen, Kike Hernandez, Justin Turner on the 2018 roster. Oh, this this could be fun. Chris Sale was one of the guys. Endeavors. Uh, oh, no, so it's 3-3. Three to three. Never three, mind. Three. Why, who else am I missing? Ryan Brazier. Ah. Uh... Good old Brazier. So I think this is a problem. And I'm curious if fans, and you can weigh in, 617-779-7937. I'm curious if fans would rather win with nameless, faceless players or, and this is an either or, or have big stars. Now, maybe How you, about they have neither? They're they, not going to win, and they have nameless, faceless but I, players. But, Sorry. But, but, this is, but this just goes to their model. Okay, fine. Even if you win, I don't know that that many people are going to care with this nameless, faceless team. They need stars, right, Arkin? They need to stop churning this roster over. Yeah, they really do. Ten years ago, they had a, well, it was 11 years ago, they had that bad season with Bobby Valentine, and the next year, you remember, Charrington signed a bunch of, you know, in-betweeners and these short contracts. But they still had Ortiz. They still had Ortiz and Pedroia. I mean, it was different, obviously. But that team won the World Series. I remember there was not a lot of buzz going into that year. Shane Victorino and Mike Napoli and some of these other guys that you picked up, like, no one was that excited about it. But that team ended up playing really well. That's really the only thing that can save this. If this team doesn't go crazy and win a World Series, then you're probably looking at, you know, uh, about as disappointing of a, of a bridge year as there is. And this is a team that used to not believe in bridge years. They would have good years and bad years, but there weren't any bridge years, you know? Like, it was just you either were good or you sucked. But we weren't doing this in-between thing, you know? That's true. And now I feel like that's sort of what they're shooting for. Like, it's like best-case scenario for this team is that it's a bridge year. I, I gotta be honest. I've seen them win a bunch of World Series. I'd like some stars, and I want them to win, but I'd like them to pony up for some stars. Put me in the star category over winning with nameless, faceless, Tampa Bay-style players. Yes. See, I think if you win, then they'll become stars. Maybe. Do the guys in Tampa become stars? They haven't won a World Series yet, but they've gone to a World Series. That's what I'm saying. They've been to ALCSs. If you win a World Series, stars are born. I guess. I but guess. I don't think they're going to win a World Series this year, so I think it's going nowhere well, in this conversation. Yeah, it's a it's a hypothetical to toss out there. Six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven. Like, I don't want to say. Okay, Rafi is a star. Okay, I don't, Raphael Devers is a star. He's, he's a star talent. Is he? Yeah. Raphael Devers. A, yes. No, no, no. Star talent. I agree with. He's like he's a potential MVP candidate. Is he a star? Yes. When they yes. show the ESPN splash screen of Red Sox Yankees, Raphael Devers' face will be on if it. If Raphael Devers baseball. was walking down the street, I think most people would go, Fair. "Oh, that's Raphael Devers." Fine. Do you will find if yourself? Chris Sale was walking down the street. People would go, "Oh, that's Chris Sale," because they remember him from before. And you know, they say, go, "Hey, there's Ichabod Crane." <laughs> That man needs a milkshake. They go, there's a tall Jones. What, what, uh, so do they, um, uh, be honest. The Red Sox are on. Devers is at bat. Are you leaving the room? No. Yes. No. I'll leave the, I mean, look. Crazy, no are chance. Come on. The room? What's in the other room? I don't know if I got to go. Oh, that's a good point. Take a whiz or go grab something or like, I don't know. My kid's annoying me. I'm like, oh, hang on, Lucas. Devers is at bat. Or do I go, eh, it's a Red Sox game and it's Rafi. De- like, this is really more about your parenting. No, but, but well, fine. That's true. Hey, oh, hey, hey, here's the tablet. Devers is up. 
<laughs> Here's a bottle, kid. Yeah. Try like, to watch baseball. I mean, like, if he's up leading off the inning, maybe not. But if he's up with the bases loaded, I'll watch okay, it. Like, like, what do you mean? But, uh, <laughs> no, but what do we mean? What do I mean? If he's up, are you like, wow, I can't turn the TV off? Mm. And I feel what like. What month is it? Whenever. Okay, it's not whenever. It's yes, whenever. I'm telling you whenever. I so, mean, I get up for a David Ortiz at bat. You know what I mean? Like, this is I, what I'm saying. Like, if it's May, I'm like, why the hell is this game on? Put I, on the Celtics. I feel like David Ortiz, you're like, oh, let me watch what Ortiz is doing. I don't know that anybody's doing that with Devers, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you tell me. 617-779-7937. Uh, we mix in some Patriots thoughts as well. Pat in the car has been waiting patiently. Go ahead, Pat. Hey, how you guys doing today? I love listening to you. You should. We're very I good. I have to tell you. You guys are pissing me off, man. All last summer, all you talked about was Mac, Mac regressing because of what was going on with uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. That is all we did. He regressed, and now everybody wants to get rid of him. It's like, why? Well, okay, so he regressed. That. I've watched this kid. Okay, but hang on. Not everybody wants to. I want to. Mego wants to keep him. Arkand, I think you want to keep him. I'm holding on, but I'm saying the reason why people want to move on is because you're regressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, that's a good, that is a good reason. <laughs> he got worse. Why don't you like him? No, I mean, it's just, again, and I, we, we, uh, the three of us really were guilty of doing that last summer. I mean, that is, that is on us. We're it's just pretty much all it. we said all summer long. It's basically it. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to uh, Mac Jones, I, I just, I would not be satisfied with a middle-of-the-road quarterback. If he's even... I don't even know that he's that, but I'll meet you somewhere in the middle and say he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I think he will be above average next season. Miami might not be satisfied with Tua, who ran circles around Mac last year. They might be going, oh, Aaron Rodgers, we should be looking to upgrade. crazy. (laughs) Miami's not. Well, maybe also may not ever play football again, so, you know. Okay, fine. Uh, The injury... Well, that's a reason to be maybe not all in on The injury concern is real. But if they were if they were sold on him as a player, don't you think they'd go, well, let's let's stick with him. We like him. Let's stick with him. Didn't they say that? Well, what they were saying publicly versus what they're going to do yeah, are two different I things. I don't trust okay. anything yeah. that Miami says. They did says. say that, though. I mean, okay, they but, come out and say but again, it. but what are they going to do? Say we're, we don't like Tua? But they don't have like, to say anything. <laughs> well, what do you expect them to say? They don't have to say anything about him if they don't want to stick with him. Okay. They don't have to make a comment so and, if, and say that we're backing this and guy. And I guess, I guess they can no answer. They can give it a non-answer. Listen to the so- Jets and what they said about Zach Wilson. Well, they never were in his Fine. Corner. And this is what I was talking about last week, uh, or yesterday, rather, with Tatum. It's like Tatum can non-answer stuff. Fine. I guess that's true. But like, what are they going to say? We love Tua. Of course, that's what they're going to say. So, no, I, I don't know. If the if Miami's looking to upgrade on Tua, you should be looking to upgrade on Mac. I, I had just had gotten convicted information. that it- <laughs> <laughs> Information got taken downtown. It came downtown, from man. an upstairs. Let's go to Mike up, in New- Mike up in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Mike. Guys, I've been around baseball as a player and coach for 55 years and what? a long, long time. Where? Red Sox fan. Where, Mike? I, where, where were you around baseball? I'm just curious. I grew up in Mass. I played in college, and I've been coaching 30 years in New Hampshire. Oh, anyway, nice. Ooh, New Hampshire baseball. I want to say, what's that? I said, ooh, New Hampshire baseball. Where'd you play? Yeah, yes. I played, you know, it was D3, Bridgewater State. But nice. Back in the day, we were good. But good. here's the thing. There's, the there's, a, there's a term that you know, you all know, it's called a five-tool player. And I swear to God, a five-tool baseball player is so hard to come by. Hit the power average, run like crazy, big-time throwing arm and a great glove. Mm-hmm. The Red Sox, in my opinion, have had one in their entire history. And his name was Mookie Betts. And, man, you talk about loving a, you talk about a star. Even though Ortiz was clutch. So I kind of agree with this. What about Freddie Lynn? I kind of agree with this. Whatever. Excuse me. What about not, Jimmy Fox? Not that what about Lou Merloni? What about think, Lou Merloni? I don't think Jimmy Fox was a five-tool player. I don't know. I'm just throwing out there. Um, but no, no, no. So. Those bats usually, now y'all know it. 
What Bet, about Harry Hooper? Betts, to me, was a superstar. And for, put the five-tool thing to the side. He was never coming back. That was not going to happen. I I actually don't disagree he with you on that. He was never coming back. But that doesn't mean... Wish he was, but no, no, no. doesn't mean you had to trade him for pennies on the dollar, but that, those are two different things. You got Alex Verdugo, who was also on the 2018 team, by the way. Yeah. So it's four to three. Betts, I win. Betts was a superstar. I never thought Bogarts was a superstar. I, and, and, you know, Bogarts gets lumped in there, and I wouldn't put Devers there yet either. Betts, to me, was a superstar. Bogarts was something less than that. Very good player. A star. Yeah, maybe. I don't even know. And Devers, to he me. He was a hometown hero. How about that? He was somebody he was who He was a well-liked player. But maybe a little overrated. He's a Maybe a little overrated by the fan base. But he was not in Betts' category. Okay, at least he's rated by the fan base. No, true. No, 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 no. Like, they, they should want them back. I was, just, I was just differentiating the two. Like, I do think, I do think the more unconscionable one still was Betts. Out of all the bad moves they've made, that one is worse to me. I think the Xander one is worse because really? they botched it from the start of I guess, spring training. On. I guess at least, even though I'm not happy with the return for bets, at least they did get something. Whereas Bogarts, they and I think that there was there's a lot a of people handful who, of buttlint. That's all they got. Bag of butts. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Bag of asses. Bag of asses. Damn it. <laughs> It was right there in front of me. Uh, David is in Florida. Go ahead. What doing with your laundry? <laughs> Go ahead. I do the laundry in the house, so that probably explains it. Go ahead, David. Hello. Hi, David. Hi. Yeah, what's going on? You know, uh, first, I'll tell you two things. I had a brain brain. I just, I don't, I don't know why I did that. Let's go to Dave in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Dave. Hey, hey. So, just real quick, uh, is your name Adam Jones? Yes. Or Andrew? Adam. <laughs> Adam, well, nice yes. to meet you, man. I, yes. I'm familiar with Mego and Arcan, uh-huh. and I've been li- I listen to the station all the time. Thank uh-huh. you. So it's good you're driving me nuts, uh-huh. but that's okay. Uh-huh. But the first, it's the first thing I've agreed with you about since I've been listening to you is nice. the Red Sox. Nice. So look at me. I don't know what they're doing. I consider myself a diehard Red Sox fan, and I, I'm kind of sad. I'm not even looking forward to the season, and. You know, I look forward to it every year, and I can't figure out what they're doing, what direction they're going, why they're doing what they're doing. Everything you guys have hit on, yeah. I agree with as far as the Red Sox go. What What would you be excited about? I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you want to watch the baseball team, like, I guess I understand that. What is there to be excited about with this team? Mm. Um, the youth? Kenley Jansen. No. Well, it's not Bayo. But I'm saying, well, that's a good point, actually. With Bayo. What happened with him today? He got four so, arm sore. Shut down for the weekend. By good. the way, that's a good start. I him do and, him say, and Pavetta, right? Pavetta's yeah. been sick, though. With Bayo, because I was looking up about, I was like, you know, everybody says that the forearm tightness is really bad for a pitcher. It's so bad that the NIH, the government institution, actually did a study on MLB and minor league players about how much forearm tightness leads to uh, surgery and other injuries. Okay. Well, I I heard Ryan say, damn it. So, you, that, so I mean, look. I, so, we're getting Brian Bayo back at the trade deadline. I mean, I, no, no, look. It'll be like making a trade. You know, you don't have to make a trade because Brian Bayo's coming back. Here's the, the exact double. quote. The most significant findings of this investigation illustrate that a flexor strain may be a significant risk factor for subsequent upper extremity injuries, including an ulcer, Here's sorry, ulcer ulnar collateral ligament tear. Oh, look, the data from the NIH, great. Leaving one start into or one appearance into spring training, I don't think is ever a good thing. I was never going to consider that a good thing. And if he doesn't pitch this season, I would not be shocked. I'm not telling you he won't, but I wouldn't be shocked. Guys leaving early with arm issues, uh, this is a hot take. Not good. Not a good thing. 
Uh, what what excites you about the Red Sox? I, I guess you could say the youth, but now you're talking about years down the line. Like, I I don't really know what would get all that excited unless you're just a baseball fan looking forward to baseball. I want to see what Rafael Devers looks like now that all the contract crap is settled. Well, Bogarts is gone. You know what he looks like. No. He's superstar. Gonna, like, he's I say hit, he's a superstar. You disagree. That's totally fine. He's going to hit 35 fine. home runs and be a little heavy. I no, know he's, he's going to hit more like. than 35 home runs, and he's going to be ripped because he's not eating ice cream bars all the time. Mm. I don't know about that. It's going to be ripped. Huh? 617-779-7937. Uh, we've hit on the Bruins. We've hit on the Celtics. We've hit on the Patriots and even the Red Sox. Wow. What a Friday. What a Friday. Let's get to our three burning questions. What is this? In our triple play. Bernie Williams. Like, <laughs> taking out to the ball game. Nice. In our triple play next. and Mego return after this on WEEI. It's going to be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes! Triple play! The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best indeed. It's Friday. It's time for the triple play, and it's a fill-in-the-blank Friday, so we'll give you uh, three sentences here with a blank. you got to fill in that blank if you didn't know how that worked. Uh, and we'll start with one that uh, Megan actually threw into Slack yesterday. I thought it'd be a great fill-in-the-blank, and we'll start right there. Number one. It is All-Star Weekend coming up, uh, starting tonight with the skills competition. If you guys could change one thing about NBA All-Star Weekend, it would be blank. Megan, it was your question. You go first. Okay, it would be themic. The All-Star Weekend is so boring now, and since theme. the skills challenge a theme. and the game are not going to improve, you're not changing the format. Give it a theme. I'm thinking about how the Bruins treat the Winter Classic. Like one year they did the 80s theme. This past year they dressed up as old-timey one, Red Sox players. One year players. they were Peaky Blinders. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, this yeah. year. I thought they were, no, they were Red they've Sox. They were the Red Sox. Oh, they've the done, Peaky Blinders they've thing done they have done Peaky did, Blinders yeah. in the past. I don't remember if it was the Winter Classic, yes. I'm just thinking about the Caps. Yeah, so make it like an 80s weekend or something. Sure. Make it because these guys are all deeply into fashion, so they're all going to like, I'm sure they all have their outfits planned out and everything. At least make it interesting. Make it fun. No, then you can work the music into it, too. It's basically a frat party. Exactly. So, so theme, give it like a frat party yeah. theme every year. That's that's not a bad idea. Togas. To- yeah, togas. <laughs> Toga you weekend. You got to play in togas. Yeah. You know... I don't know. Animal most, House theme. I'd, 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 Everyone's I'd, drinking those Borgs. The kids I'd imagine are most of the frat ones are problematic. <laughs> Northeastern wasn't a big fraternity school, uh, but I'd imagine most of the frat ones are problematic. Golf hoes and tennis bros? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Or like secretaries and bosses or whatever. Like those are Ooh, all problematic. That's creepy. Right. So, the, so like, uh, but I, I, I don't know what you would theme it. Uh, what else could you theme it? What are other good uh, 90s. Uh, frat ones? 90s, 80s, 80s and 90s are very close, though. 60s. You're just thinking of decades. Uh, yeah, is there I'm, anything else you can come no, up with? No, I'm asking you. This is your plan. Okay. Um, hmm. It's not my plan. I, I wasn't expecting to talk about themes for All-Star Weekend. It's a good answer, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't do a lot of research on this. I don't know. I just threw it out there. It's it's not for me. It's above my pay grade. It's it's under the, the sea themes. dance, maybe. You know? Oh, I like that. Valentine's Day, I don't know. Winter Wonderland, you know, stuff like that. Okay. What would you change, Joe? I mean, look, mine's obvious. I, I would I would force force them. Literally, in their contracts, the next CBA, I would force players to have to do the dunk contest with the league ass, unless you're hurt. That's what I would do. I do want to take this opportunity, though, to, uh, well, the idea got kicked around because the NBA is doing a draft, and they're going to draft these players, but they don't want to... Okay, don't step on this, because this is going to be my Meg's Oh, this is Meg's planning? My mistake? I thought this is the, the genesis for the fill-in-the-blank, so I will refrain from doing that. No, they need to make the dunk contest interesting again, because that's the heart 
of the entire All-Star Weekend. It was. It's not. Well, and that's why All-Star Weekend stinks now. You know, the game was never that good. Uh, the game, I think people may or may not watch, but the dunk contest was the heart of it. And no one's really tuning in for the three-point contest or the skills or the celebrities. No one's doing that. Rising stars? The dunk contest was the heart of it. I will probably watch that. Is that tonight? Uh, probably geez, tonight. Usually, right usually Friday night, it I think. It is, yes. And 9 the, o'clock. And the celebrity game, I imagine. Ooh, old Hollywood. That could be a thing. There you go. You see yeah. Dwayne Wade's like playing age. in the celebrity game? He's I feel playing? like he's probably going to be the MVP. No, I would, I would <laughs> yes. hope. So, no, but you need, you need to fix it on contest. And I know a million different people have said it, but that, that is what you need to do, or else the All-Star Weekend stinks, which is why it stunk for a while. I'll still watch, but that's just because I'm an NBA fan, not Great because it's Gatsby. good. Great Gatsby. That's another good one. Good one. There you go. All right, let's go to fill in the blank number two. Number two. Uh, Travis Kelsey going to be hosting SNL in a couple of weeks. Travis Kelsey hosting SNL is going to be blank. Well, I do think we skipped one, but it's obviously going to be terrible. Athletes are never good. Let me hear you say, uh, now, So that's that's pathetic. Do you want to know what was slightly more pathetic? Did you see you see Good Morning Football was uh, basically pining to be the cold open? What? Good Morning Football. Peter Schrager was Wait, basically they like they want them to make fun of them in the cold they were open. Like, or they they were like be they're it. like begging to be no the cold open to be based on their show. Ugh. And Peter Schrager was casting it. So I'd say that's a little more pathetic than Kelsey. Will Kelsey be better or worse than Tom Brady? Better. Better. I think it's going to be a train wreck. I, I okay, Brady, mostly because SNL Brady was is a train, a train wreck. wreck already right now. Manning, so you don't have the support system around you. Kelsey Manning, will try. Manning was funny. Thank you. Yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey will try. And look, here's how people look at SNL, or they should look at SNL. And I'll get up on my SNL soapbox oh, here. here Arkand, I know you're a fan. I'd still watch it. If you hit on, like, if Weekend Update is good, and the monologue is good, and the cold open is good, and there's, like, one other sketch... It's a good. It's a good episode. That's all you need. Crushed people it. are people are like, oh my god, all these sketches aren't funny. Yeah, it's a sketch comedy yeah, but show. But that's a stretch these they're ta- days. They're taking a lot of risks. So all Kelsey needs to do is like, I don't think they take enough risks. He has to. He has to hit on like one sketch, and it'll be better than Brady. So he'll be better than Brady, but it won't be good. Yeah, I think it's going to be a train wreck. All right, let's get to fill in the blank number three. Number three. Um, cameras yesterday caught Tiger Woods appearing to hand Justin Rose a feminine hygiene product after outdriving him. That was a blank move. I think it was Justin Thomas. Or Justin Thomas, excuse me, not Justin Rose. Yes, Justin Thomas. That was right. a blank move, Mego. I think it was opening the new a door to a new sponsorship <laughs> for the tour, which is nice. It's yeah. nice. Get Tampax involved. Right yeah, on. Yeah. Playtex. I don't know exactly what brand it you're was. A, you're a strong, confident woman. <laughs> Can you outdrive Justin Thomas? You want to wear your white skirt today? Don't worry about it. Here you you go. feeling not so fresh on the links <laughs> over at the ladies' tees? Is that, is that a, I don't know if that's. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have these voice? products. This is my feminine hygiene product voice. Oh, uh, no, I, li- I like this idea, though. Uh, you know, if you're. Why if you're- do you say. F- why did you write female hygiene product? And you spelled hygiene wrong, first of all. And you spelled Justin Thomas wrong. Why don't Why you didn't you just Rose. say tampon? Are you afraid Jeez, wow. of anybody else? Anybody else have a uh, have a critique about this? Uh, why about are this men thing so afraid of tampons? Fine, he handed him a tampon. It was a wipe. I uh, I think he was. It's insp- a new sponsorship opportunity. I think okay. he was. I think he was inspired by the Super Bowl halftime show. Personally, <laughs> there you that's go. what I think. And and furthermore, furthermore, I like this. I think golf should be doing this. I, I I want more. I want more props. More. You know what? Under Gallagher, underrated. I need. I need more prop humor in my in my PGA. That's what I need. 
Give me, give me more. Oh, hey, you're, you're go- you can't golf like I can. You don't have the muscle that I can. You can't outdrive me. Here you go. Here's a prop. Maybe, maybe not so condescending to the women, but hey, here's a prop. Let's do that. Let's have some actual like betting and everything else out there. Good. I like it. Also, tampons are used in sports outside of that. I mean, they use them in boxing all the time. Get your nose punched out. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Up there. I've seen it. Stick yeah. them up there in the nose. Sometimes in basketball. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. Is that what they use? Yeah. Is it? It is with Very the absorbent. <laughs> I guess I just... Very assume. absorbent. I mean, well, again... You can fit a tampon inside a human nostril? How big do you think tampons are? I, I'll be honest. I mean, what the, never mind. It fits <laughs> right in your nostril. I was about to go down a place I'll be honest. I shouldn't be going. I've only bought the box. A Q-tip I, I just, would work just as well you know as my point. Good point. for you buying the box. I'm That's all, a good husband. I'm all, I am a good husband. I'm all, I've only bought the box. What's inside? You do what's, the grocery shopping. What's inside there? I'm not asking any questions. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> I'll be honest. It seems like it gets used more than once a month, but I, but you know, it's just it's that that's just me reading the tea leaves here. But yes, I've only bought the box. Wait, what do you mean it gets used more than uh, once see, a month? What's like, happening in your house? Seems like my wife is angry at me a lot within a month. Is my point? Oh, okay. But uh, when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to those, I would just say you know I didn't realize they were using them in other sports. I wasn't I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. In boxing and and I just. Thought they shoved a cotton for, ball up there. No, it's no, I get it. I just, I, did, I, I didn't pay that close attention. I'll start paying attention to it. Anyway, this pay is attention to the tampons. <laughs> Q-tip is just tampons. So I'll many say. uses. All right, very good. Oh and my then, God! Get the woman off Drive Time Sports Radio. She's talking about tampons. Uh, your thoughts on tampons? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. We'll get to all your feedback here coming up. Let's uh, <laughs> let's circle back to something we discussed earlier in the week. No, not sky tunnels. <laughs> No, not uh, shopping cars. Tampons. Uh, that would be definitely not tampons. That would be uh, Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And whether or not Mahomes can catch Tom Brady, whether or not the Chiefs can catch the Patriots. And, and I have a question for you. What would bother you more as a Patriots fan? Mahomes catching Brady wherever he does it, or the Chiefs specifically catching the Patriots? Let's get to that with all your phone calls next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 